Welcome to YouTube's favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Great issue of Punisher War Journal under the microscope today, man. Jim Lee inked by Klaus Jansen, but we got to let you guys know that we have a Patreon out there. And the biggest supporters on our Patreon get these videos before anybody else completely mitigates the Kayfabe effect. Because a lot of our King Kayfabers are watching us record this video in a live stream chat right now. It's Punisher uh, War Journal no journal number 11 we're looking at and they already bought up all the cheapest copies off of ebay and amazon of of this issue of uh, punisher that that we're going to be looking at but the vids are brought to you by the books that we make in 2023 it's going to be a big year hip-hop family tree the omnibus is coming out uh, in time for the holidays it's going to collect the four volumes of hip-hop family tree that are out there including 140 pages of additional artwork and material bunch of artwork that i made uh, specifically for this edition please support that book I'm, I'm extremely freaking proud of it uh red room is going to start up again in may it's covered a red room crypto killers issue number one red room crypto killers issue number two cover panel one of the story man you open it up that's panel two watchman style murder on the dark web for fun and profit there are two trade paperbacks of red room out there today three volumes of x-men grand design and WYSIWYG is out there jimmy's gonna have coming to you Around my birthday time, man, in July. Street Angel Princess of Poverty is going to hit the stands. Collecting all of Jim's Street Angel comics that were not collected in Street Angel Princess of Poverty. I mean, Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. You have both books. You have all the Jimmy Street Angel content that he's ever created. He is the author of Hulk Grand Design and the artist behind the Plain Jane's Shoujo manga. Now... Let's look at something special, Jimmy. Punisher War Journal, number 11. Starting off with that cover. First off, you see that this is straight off the racks, man. Straight off the newsstand. The reason I still have this comic is because it fell behind a dresser and got to stay unread for years. But until we moved, then I was a more responsible human. Because I was scooping these comics up early I was such a fan of Jim Lee on this stuff and just watching him grow. Like, he drew a fucking badass Punisher. I destroyed those comics to tatters. I destroyed my... Dude, I had the Venom issue, man. with The McFarlane joint. To tatters. The only reason this exists in any kind of unfloppy, shitty condition is because I lost it. That's so When funny. I was immature and small. Green hair. Red so eyes. Weird. Do you think Jansen colored this cover? I do. This pale yellow is one of his colors. It is, man. And uh, doing adventurous things is a Klaus Jansen staple. And doing something like red eyes and offsetting the red logo against green hair, this dark, this dark bluish gray, like that's a Klaus Jansen color also. I think he's all over this. And, and, and the thesis statement of the day, the, the controversial statement of the day, man, Klaus Jansen is Jim Lee's best anchor. And uh, when it comes to the Punisher and making this a gritty New York, Klaus Jansen's the man for the job. I said it in uh, I said it in that Jim Lee trading card joint uh, when I did the introductory, the, the, the intro to that book, how cool it was to see Jim Lee inking Jim Lee. And there's a lot of people out there, man, with those hardened arteries near heart attack having motherfuckers man who were talking shit saying that like eddie p talking smack on that on that uh scott williams ink job 
because I said that Scott Williams is uh, antiseptically perfect on uh, Jim Lee. I stand by that, even though it offends some jobbers out there. It's no offense to Scott Williams. He does his job well. But this shit, for this urban setting, for the subject matter, perfect for the job. These are really interesting comics from a Jim Lee perspective because I feel like Jim Lee is not Jim Lee at the beginning of this run and by the end he kind of is. So you get to see like growth, you get to see him experimenting, sometimes he inks himself, sometimes he works with different inkers. Like having a Klaus Janssen ink you would make any penciler better. Yes. And that's what we're gonna get to see here. Uh, but it's also such a contrast stylistically to Scott Williams who we all associate with Jim Lee. You know, they're almost inseparable. So to get a guy who's really coming from a different direction ink-wise, almost a different a different view of Jim Lee as a result. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, he's never looked grittier, more urban. Uh, look at all of this work on that splash page, dude. We're, we're having Zipatone. We're having Zipatone, but like two layers of the same zip. We're peeling off dots. There's crazy stuff going on in that background because there's like smoky cloud stuff happening. I don't know if that's like ramming different brush. Uh, zips against each other or yeah. if that's ink on there. Really cool looking. But you know, there are other parts that do feel Jim Lee-esque. Like some of the collar of that uh, of that coat to me is... Yeah, that you see Gambit rocking that. Different, different uh, lines from Jansen on there, you know? Like Jansen's a, such a pro. Like I think he's really, he's really trying to take what Jim Lee puts down and accentuate it. Is that not a badass Punisher? There ain't no reason to have a little babushka around your head, man. A little headband. But it just looks cool. Yeah. And also the shadow on his face kind I of mirroring. That. I copied that shadow face a lot. Yeah, yeah. But it's, but it's so perfect because it's like mirroring the skull on the chest. Yeah, that's a money page. Like whoever bought that original art page, that's a special page. Yes, sir. I wonder if some of these dots are like those like rub-on dots. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 I really... Very mechanical-looking stuff, man. It does look like it would be almost impossible to do that from, like, a regular screen tone. Yeah. Unless you were painting on it or really rubbing the hell out of it to, to chip away. Yeah, there were these, like, dots that you could burnish on. It's neat to see this kind of, like, new, organic line noodling yeah. on a Punisher, on a Jim Lee face. Yeah, and, and what, what it does, it's like you add Klaus Janssen to Jim Lee, and then you create a Qbert uh, kind of aesthetic. You're right about that headband, though. That's really funny. Like, seeing him rocking that headband, it's the 80s of 80s fashion. He's down with some Pat Benatar, man. It was one of the weirder elements of Punisher, was like 80s Punisher. Had no question. Like, like put a bandana on him. Rambo had a bandana, so, like, it's badass. That's the thing, man. Jim Lee's just a California cat, you know? So he's bringing, like, the Hollywood version to, to this kind of shit. And it's like, well, it's just cool. But Klaus really adds that that real hardcore New York vibe to, to this joint. And Gregory Wright on the colors, I mentioned that because I think that color is really good. Yes. And it would not have surprised me if that were a Klaus Jansen color job. Um, but tip of the hat to Gregory Wright on the colors because I really think that's a, a, a sweet panel. And I give a lot of the credit to the color. The, the, the writing on, on these... Uh, Punisher comics is like we were talking with Klaus not too long ago and it put me down a rabbit hole and I'm like let me let me let me reread some Punisher comics you know the Mike Barron joints 
And this is Carl Potts, I believe, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is Carl Potts on the joint. Uh, and they would like, you know, sort of take stuff out of the, the newspaper of the day, the sort of concerns of the day and make their comics about it. But it's the kind of like, it's, you know, it's Marvel hackery in terms of writing. So it's like very, very surface level crackheads and all that kind of stuff. Scott Williams makes an appearance here in the headlines. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who does this, right? Like, who does this part? Is that the letterer's gig? Yeah, I, I have no no answer for that. It makes me wonder, like, were they sharing a studio? Like, was there already a relationship built there between Jim Lee and Scott Williams? Yeah, it's a good question. I, th I think Scott Williams had, and Wills had something. Cause, because they were San Diego, right? And then Jim Lee was not quite there yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when that all comes together. It's these little bits where Klaus really helps shine uh, and, 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 and build this kind of gritty urban decay. This is one of those projects. I'd be very curious to see if Klaus has pencils of what this looked like before he got hold of we it. we got to ask him. Because, <laughs> I mean, we saw the gigantic wall of flat files. I think he's definitely archived a lot of stuff. So I'd be very curious to see what he's adding on some of these pages. Jimmy, I pulled this comic off the rack, right? I was there, man. Like, like my pop culture knowledge is still in here, right? So you got the drug dealer guy wearing British night warm-up suit. <laughs> in second grade, this came out when I was in second grade. In second grade, like, British nights were cool in first grade in second grade uh endorsement deal from mc hammer he's on the commercials he has a cartoon with magic shoes and shit they're british knights <clears throat> instantly uncool you could not be caught dead with british knights after mc hammer got that endorsement deal man so this is a bunch of like old heads who are removed Saying, oh, what's cool? Oh, yeah, that MC Hammer, he's cool. Do you know what the uh, logo on his shirt is? I can't quite make it out. Who? Our, uh, our British Knights guy. Like, it starts with an M. You can see it kind of clearly in some of the panels, but I, I don't recognize what it is. It's front and back. Yeah. But it's it's very, uh, it's illegible. Yeah, I don't know. Punisher, Master of Disguise. Every issue, he's, he's, he's dressed up as something, man. And here he is in his like, uh, dude, is this like total like animal abuse? Because he talks about yeah. like a two by four with wires and nails. And so he gets the dog to chomp on it. So is the dog chomping on a nail? And then he wraps a wire around the dog's head. And like, is that is that what we're dealing with here? Yeah, I mean, literally that's what happens. So Because <laughs> like I'm looking, I don't see where any nails come into play. I don't see nails on the board. It's just text. Right. So, like, maybe did they, did I wonder uh, if they editorially the, removed the Ramita Raiders took the gore <laughs> out of out of the uh, comic. It's funny too because the dog hangs around, growling and and trying to. Uh... That's brutal, dude. Well, it's got that comics code. I mean, we've all we've also seen how many dead bodies already. So yeah, brutal. Yes. You know how it goes. The dogs never and dogs never uh, receive trauma. Good uh, kick in the door. Three point perspective joint. Man, I need to carry around that extinction agenda for every door kicked in and see how close it is to cable kicking in the danger room door. Right. <laughs> Rat-a-tat-tatting a bunch of dudes. And then, like, <laughs> see this Jim Lee, man, he's funny, dude. Because, like, this is just, like, straight out of the Warriors guy. Yes. You know? Like, I can almost picture him clanking two beer bottles together with his fingers. 
All the just central casting bad guys in these Punisher comics. <laughs> Look at the like super close range of. I like to imagine that's the grenade launcher he's using. <laughs> just through the dude's body, you just see shards. Death Wish 3 style. <laughs> and there's also like unification. Like this is like such a just like 70s warriors type gang, but he's like in an urban setting. And it's just like that never intermingled. You could see Jim Lee in his face right here. You could see some Jim Lee in that. Yeah, I can also see some Cubert uh, in that. Uh-huh. Is a really weird mash, you know, thing to, to see there. Yeah, the the I'm wearing a leather vest and no shirt under it guy. Has there been one drug dealer that actually dressed that way ever? That's what I'm saying. It's like it's such know, a uh, like theatrical. A, 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 yeah, I mean, it's such a cliche in a way. But what's it go back to? Yeah, yeah, I I, I that some of that stuff must have existed in New York because like I think of sport in uh, Taxi Driver and Scorsese. Like I feel like he lives there. He yeah, should, he, you know he should know. Maybe you're right. Because it can't come from nowhere. Right. Also, like, Microchip needs to be on every FBI list because he is a fucking, like, Oklahoma City type, Waco, Texas guy, like, waiting to happen. Yeah. A portly loner incel guy who can get hold of the most fucked up weaponry. Like... There's a subtext to that, dude, that is extremely dark. Especially, you know, this is probably like 89. Yeah, 89. I was, yeah, second grade. And then, like, those early 90s with all the Ruby Ridge and all that. Like, he's straight out of that shit, man. I like this page. The, um, yeah. Th there's some nice pencils in terms of, like, I don't know, panel to panel storytelling. Totally. I feel like this stuff reads pretty well. It which, does. Again, like, this isn't totally formed Jim Lee. Like, there'll be stuff that we never see him do again. It's true. But there's some really strong stuff in here, too. And you see, you see, you see both dudes on the page, like, in panels like this. You see the Klaus. Mm -hmm. You see the Jim Lee in there. Uh, this, this little boot camp thing is... By the way, they're both deaf and, and have right. terrible tinnitus right. <laughs> after this. Like, they are damaging themselves by not wearing ear protection with an indoor firing range like that. Right. Bad. Bad idea. Real bad. This crime line TV show with the boot camp thing. It's almost like those boot camps were like like rich people do with their kids. Yeah. You know, just have the guys show up at 3 a.m. and kidnap your child and take them away because they're too much of a pain. But also, straight out of central casting... Arlie Emery just came yes. out a, a year or two before, man. Full Metal Jacket. So, like, every boot camp uh, instructor is this way. And and I, with... I have examples in my life, man, of, of dudes from my neighborhood who are uh, older, a little bit older, man, old enough to go off to, like, Desert Storm. And they receive no discipline from those boot camp dudes and they laughed at those motherfuckers faces with all their like rhetoric and talk and stuff yeah they got in trouble yeah they got kp duty yeah they got punched in the stomach but they were still laughing at those dudes and thought they were corny and uh what i'm saying is those dudes that i knew one of them was a crack dealer he didn't get no fucking discipline from 
these these stagey douchebags. How much did Jim Lee like doing that page of all television cameras with Klaus Janssen eggs? Right, like, yeah, like yeah. knowing that he loves Frank Miller, I feel like this is just your dream dream page. He's still chasing it. Still chasing it, man. <laughs> There's your boy microchip. Yeah, with MIT. So like, where did Ted Kaczynski go to school? I know he was kind of like a smart smarty pants. Also, I think he was a Harvard guy. Yeah, I think I he was. Think. Uh, uh, I was thinking some Ivy League gimmick. That's where he got MK Ultra. Right. <laughs> Is that a verb? How about how about the like half face with your portly fella? I like that. It's kind of like that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme where where it's like young Leo pointing and then it shows like the Django Unchained fat fat uh, Leo. And this is micro uh, undermining Castle. Is that what it is? Yeah, man. He he thinks that this guy's been rehabbed. He's gone through that system, and that uh, maybe Frank shouldn't just go kill him. <laughs> and so he sabotages him. You know, the van breaks down, and and Micro's like, "Oh, I'm doing some explosive work. I can't really help you out." And Frank has a motorcycle to get there on time. Look at that drawing of Punisher. That is fantastic. Great colors. Yeah, I was going to say, once again, man, Gregory Wright with that, that green second light. Who would have thought, right? Pretty cool looking. Who would have thought to put that on there? Yeah, it would have been real easy to go yellow there. And I kind of love the green. It's such a weird, and it's great for a nighttime shadow highlight. And and it's one of those, what they call the analogous color combination, man, where you got just like that red, that one hot color amongst all the cools. And then we're going to carry that red over into the uh, the sensor, you know, the, the, the sight. Yeah, it's another nice page by everybody. Here's the question, man. Uh, is the anchor responsible for that little crosshair? I know I know. Uh, Klaus has been known to do his serpents. Yeah, it must be, right? I don't know Colorist? who else would have been. Uh... Colorist? I don't know. And look at Frank Castle decides, you know what? I'll keep tabs on him and we'll see. And I think he relies on microchip can, uh, can keep up with this guy pointing to your microchips involved in a lot of illegal yeah. <laughs> activities. Yeah, the writing of, of these books is, uh, is, is pretty tough. It can't be, like, like the, Garth, the Garth Ennis Punisher had to come along in like a time when they relaxed the, the code and they gave him a space to allow for that kind of stuff to happen and, and to play up that level. Because all of this is like, made for tv movie type urban landscape yeah yeah that's what it feels like it's like a pre-peak tv kind of tone or something you know it's you want it to be satisfying in like these 22 page chunks but also have some subplot for the next issue and makes for a very odd book yeah and um you just know that anybody who's introduced is a star trek red shirt and will probably get killed because, like, what is this scared straight thing? It's almost like a backup feature. Yeah, just like a weird, like, two, three pager. And it's this group of cops who are trying to, like, scare gang members into going straight. And then they get exposed and get killed. Right. And by that's the it. gang members. And that's it. That's the comic. I assume it's followed up in a future issue, but it's just a peculiar, you know. This is these guys rallying. Like, once they realize it's the cops messing with them, they're like, let's get some revenge. Like... <laughs> Right. What is this? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, like, Homeboy gets shot down, shot in the back. And I think they actually sympathize. Like, they're like, you know what? They, he, they killed our friend. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not the desired it. effect. It's got to be a future storyline, right? I just, yeah, I just don't know. I do have most of those, uh, issues. 
Boy, this last page looks like Jansen could have drawn this entire page. It's very Jansen-esque. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot of Jansen on that, for, for sure. Jansen on Jim Lee. How fun. It really is, man. Uh, there's more War Journal Jim Lee that we need to look at. There are a few Al Milgram inked issues. We can see how those things stack up. Uh, one that I'm very uh, excited to check out is uh, issue eight, the the one that uh, Jim Lee, where Jim Lee inks himself. Uh, let's see, let's see what that looks like. Yeah, maybe the uh, most iconic that. Punisher image that cover. It's a good teaser, man. And then, of course, dude, you end with some Elliot R. Brown doing his technical illustration of uh, Gun Prawn. Yeah, this is one where it's like I want to sit down the the creative team, the editors, and be like, "What was your average age group that you were aim selling this book to?" I was so into this stuff. I was, we all were. I would like, but I would also even like knowing that I want to grow up to make comics and stuff. Like I would get like guns and ammo and draw the Mac Ten and draw the Tech Nine and shit like that in a perfect profile and memorize it, drawn in my homeboy's notebook and just impress the hell out of them that I could draw a an accurate Mac 10 with like all the so, so like this the, we were really being radicalized as kids man with our GI Joe and and uh even at this point I had the water pistols man that look like real good like I'm not from the orange nipple fucking water gun stage I'm at the era of like 12 year olds getting shot by cops because their guns look too good Rambo Ram there was a Rambo cartoon yeah yeah Rambo toys as a different era yeah, and we see what happened. There should be warnings on our childhood. Well, <laughs> Columbine, I mean, those dudes are my age. Good to go. Yeah. Okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. King Kayfabers on our Patreon. Get the videos before anybody else, man. So join the Patreon. Mitigate that Kayfabe effect. But the vids are brought to you by the books that we make. Jimmy, tell the people what you got. Street Angel Princess of Poverty is my next book out this summer. Pre-order it now from Image Comics. It collects all the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive, which Image has also just re-released. Uh, you can also pick up The Plain Janes and Hulk Grand Design, and you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see my latest comics. I've been posting those weekly, so check them out. Hip-Hop Family Tree Omnibus coming to you 2023, man, in time for the holidays. Uh, 504 pages collecting the four volumes of hip-hop family tree that are out there right now 140 pages of additional art and content uh, a lot of art that uh, I drew specifically for this book to make it a, a nice whole single unit please support that book I'm super super excited uh, and we have that off to the printer but we don't know how many of them to print up yet so you got to let us know Red Room is starting up again in May. These are the covers to Red Room uh, Crypto Killers issue one and two. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. Each issue of Red Room completely self-contained. There are uh, two Red Room trade paperbacks out there right now. Three volumes of X-Men Grand Design comics that I wrote and drew and a WYSIWYG. What else do we have going on, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All good ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.